to the Money Mentors Podcast. Welcome to Money Mentors. I am Gerald Green here with, of course, Jennifer Perry. And it is that time. It's back to school. <laughs> no I wonder am you so, so excited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gerald comes in in a good mood, almost as caffeinated as Gary seems most weekends. And yet, you know, I get it now. I get it now. The kids <laughs> this, are back and yeah. normal Hopefully routine. they stay back yeah. this time. Oh, please. Yes. As a parent, I get the times we're in and the uncertainty and, you know, we're trying to do what's best for especially the kids involved. But sure. let's have a plan and let's stick with it we yes. can't it's the back and forth that was really tough on the kids last year mm-hmm. and parents yes and parents <laughs> i'm yeah. gonna be a little selfish well hey you know that's real though gerald i mean a lot of sacrifice has gone into just trying to keep the family unit going through all of this too and actually today on the show here we're going to talk to you about how some of these renewed concerns about things like the Delta variant are really affecting our financial plans, too. I know you're hearing a lot at the office about, okay, well, what happens next if we do start to see more lockdowns, those kinds of things. So we're going to address that on today's show, as well as why Apple and Google and other big companies are hoarding more cash right now. Some tax proposals making news, too. So we've got a lot to get to here on today's show. And Let's start with the overriding issue for you at the office there right now, taxes. It is probably the number one topic we're getting questions about here on the weekends, Gerald. And a new report from the Tax Foundation might have you saying... Come on, man. Come on, man. Oh, come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) How many ways can you say that? But the Washington, D.C.-based think tank recently broke down President Biden's tax proposals and the impact on average taxpayers state by state. What do you make of their analysis for our area here? Well, looking at that, uh, the statewide average taxpayer is going to pay an additional $6,500 over the next 10 years. So an additional, we'll call it, break it out evenly, $650 a year. Okay. So, I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot, but that's, I mean, it could be a car payment. It could be uh, part of your vacation budget and retirement. It's just... It's money that's coming out of your pocket and going into the state government's pocket. Mm -hmm. So, you know, having a plan and really watching these changes as they become law is really what's going to be necessary. I mean, there's right now the key word is everything's a proposal. We don't know what's going to change, uh, what's actually going to be written into the tax law. But I think as I talk amongst, you know, Gary and Taylor and our other peers is tax changes are coming. It's going to happen in what capacity and on what levels. That's where most people disagree. I mean, the middle income there, I know the idea is to keep them at the same something that they've now become accustomed to over the last three and a half years and not wanting to disrupt that population. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be tricky, though, because someone has to foot the bill. Yeah. And whether it may not be the income tax that they're going to go after as far as, you know, the middle class, there's other ways that we are taxed. You know, we've heard some of the other ideas, you know, a transaction tax, including your 401k. If you're being proactive or there's a transaction, whether it's in a mutual fund or you're moving from fund to fund, you know, doing the responsible thing and reallocating your 401k, there's going to be a percentage tax on that. Mm -hmm. So that's, again, it's going to impact you one way or the other, maybe not on the income side, 
but maybe on the financial aspect side of it, you know, what you're saving and what you're planning for during retirement. And uh, right now, Gerald, we're waiting for these proposals to be finalized here. We've heard about a number of different options that they're weighing here. But the fact of the matter is here with the Tax Foundation survey, I mean, you mentioned that average taxpayer would pay something like an additional $650 a year. But there at Mattson Financial Services, typically you're working with above average savers. And so that makes that tax planning even more important because I think those of us who fall into that category where we've done the right things, we've sacrificed a lot, we've worked hard to save what we have in those retirement accounts. I mean, that's where you really do need a tax strategy because there are some things we can still control about this issue, right? Absolutely. And it just takes some planning and some check-in throughout the year. This isn't, you know, as with all of the plans we do, it's never a, okay, we said it, now we can forget about it. It has to be adaptable. It has to be a living, breathing thing, much like your estate plan. Things change. So taking a look throughout the year, what is your income been? What are your taxes going to be projected to be owed? Are you on the right path? We don't like April surprises, as I always like (laughs) to say, right? No one likes those April surprises. So it's a matter of planning throughout the year and adjusting so you can absorb that impact that you're going to ultimately have. And then we can look at other ways of trying to minimize it, whether it's reducing your income by making more health savings account contributions, or maybe you can open up an additional Roth and make other contributions if you've maxed out your 401k contributions. There's other scenarios we can look at and other options within the tax code that can benefit you. Hmm. It's just a matter of looking at your specific situation, taking all the factors into account. You know, what is your income? Do you have any dependents? Are you paying for college? What do your medical bills look like? And I'll be the first one to tell you, I am not a CPA. Right. Okay. <laughs> Don't want to be either, right? <laughs> right? I talk like one a lot, but no, but here at Matson Financial, we have a network of preferred providers that when we're really digging into these tax situations, we, Gary, I, Taylor, Laurel, we know what to look for. Yeah. The questions and, to ask, right? Exactly. Yeah. And then once we have that information, we take that to our preferred providers and say, look, this is what we're looking at. This is what we're talking about doing. What else can we do? in order to minimize the tax burden that our clients are seeing, especially with some of these changes that are proposed. So now we're getting that expert opinion, someone who knows the tax code, it's their job to either verify or redirect or give us another perspective on what we can and can't do. Getting you not just to, but through retirement. This is the Money Mentors Podcast. More evidence, Gerald, that we're seeing a lot of really great savers right now. Fidelity says the number of 401k millionaires out there hit another new record in the second quarter, and so did the average 401k balance. Now, the average saver has more than $129,000 in their workplace retirement accounts with Fidelity, but the news is even better for those who've saved in 401ks for 15 years or more. Those average balances are now up to $512,000. So if you stash that much money, though, away for retirement, is a 401k, is that still the best place to keep those dollars? Well, maybe, maybe not. I mean, there's there's pros and cons, obviously, for 401ks. One of the first things I look at uh, when sitting down with uh, newer clients and they have that 401k is when do they want to retire? You know, if they're talking about retiring 
prior to age 59 and a half, but after age 55, so that magical four and a half years, you're definitely going to want to leave some assets in your 401k because if you retire from that plan after the age of 55, there's a rule called rule of 55. Hmm. It'll allow you to take distributions from your 401k and not have that federal 10% tax penalty on top of it. Whereas oh, okay. if you took it everything out of your 401k and moved it to an IRA and say you're 56 years old, you retired at that time, now because it's in an IRA, any distribution you take out is going to pay is going to have normal income taxes on it as well as an additional 10% federal tax penalty mm. under most circumstances. So really knowing what your goals are will help us come up with that plan. So keeping some in there is good, planning for the income need that you will have, but also you don't want to leave too much in there either because inherently what's wrong with 401ks is generally speaking they're made up of mutual funds. Mm. Now we are seeing more and more indexed funds available in employer sponsored plans, but the difference between the two is pretty great. One with a mutual fund, you really don't have line of sight on what you're actually invested in. They only have to report a set number throughout the year what they're invested in, and it can change every day if they so desired. And usually the fees are higher on mutual funds as opposed to indexed funds. So it limits not only what you can invest in because you only have the options inside the plan, but generally speaking, your fees are higher. You don't have as great a transparency in your 401k as if you were to roll it over to an IRA. The IRA lets you control where it's invested in, and now you get to see exactly what you're invested in. Mm -hmm. You get to see any fees associated with it, and it's, it's just more open, more transparent, and that's why we like to do that. Weekly lessons from your money mentors? Yes. Hit the subscribe button now and listen every weekend on Wood Radio. The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Fee-based financial planning and investment services are offered by Matson Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products and services offered through Lakeview Financial Group, LLC, Matson Financial Services, LLC, and Lakeview Financial Group are affiliated. To find out if Matson Financial Services is licensed in your state, please call 800-536-8907.